the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ was God's word. Christ was God's light. And nothing that matters came into existence without Jesus Christ. Friends, we can't have a new year. We can't have a new beginning. You cannot be forgiven. You cannot move forward in life without the personal presence of Jesus in your life. That is Pastor Michael Oxentanko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Don't forget the worship service is held every Saturday at 11 o'clock, but we would love to see you there. And we will have details on that as we continue on with today's program. You can also watch the broadcast live, streaming at reachinghearts.org slash video every Saturday at 11. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Today's message with Pastor Michael Oxentenko is entitled, The Shekinah Gift. We'll bring you the first portion of this message today. Make sure you're tuned in the next time we get together for the conclusion of this broadcast. Here is Pastor Michael Oxentenko with the first portion of The Shekinah Gift. Today's Reaching Your Heart. Let's pray. Dear Father God, where would we be without Jesus? Who would we go to to get through the sins, the failures, the collapses in our lives, the joys, the high points, and also just the wonderful experience of knowing you? How would we be able to go through the ups and downs, the vicissitudes of life without a Savior? Thank you for giving us Jesus. And Father, on this holy Sabbath day, which is Christmas today, May we never forget that heaven's gift was wrapped tight, just right, to save the world and us too. In Jesus' name, amen. C.S. Lewis once wrote, Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than the whole world. Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than the whole world. In the Desire of Ages, chapter 1, the first paragraph, the first line, I'd like to start. My favorite author writes, His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God is seen in the face of Christ. From the days of eternity, the Lord Jesus was one with the Father. He was the image of God, the image of His greatness and majesty, the outshining of His glory. It was to manifest this glory that He came to our world. To this sin-darkened earth He came to reveal the light of God's love, to be God with us. Therefore it was prophesied of Him, His name shall be called Emmanuel. Dear heart, before the world was made... The Bible says there was a deep darkness that needed the light to drive the night away. The light was needed to take the darkness out in Genesis 1. And the darkness was driven away when God said in love, let there be light. The first word in the Bible, friend, was the first light in the Bible that showed the way to the future, to a new creation, to a hope and a tomorrow. God said, let there be light. 
And ever after the first word from God, God's word is light. And God's word is life for all time. John got that in John chapter 1. Before there was a sun, a moon, or a star to hang in the sky. The light that is God overcame the night on the first day. He didn't wait for the fourth day. The light that was God said, let there be light. John 1, 1 verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And I like this phrase. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There is so much packed in those first few lines of the Gospel of John. Christ was God's word. Christ was God's light. And nothing that matters came into existence without Jesus Christ. Friends, we can't have a new year. We can't have a new beginning. You cannot be forgiven. You cannot move forward in life without the personal presence of Jesus in your life because Christ is life and light, the living word. In this world, there are many people with loud voices that claim to have the light and to be the light. And they are often lying lights and they have no true light because Christ is the light. In the beginning, there was no light but God, and his voice was the first light. His word was the first light. Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp. The very first time God said, let there be light, is when he spoke. Thus the word and the light are one. In the beginning, there was no light but God, and his voice was the first light that pierced the darkness and created all that is. Jesus was the word of God before Jesus was a baby in Bethlehem's manger. Jesus was with God before he was with us as Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus was in the beginning before our lives began. Jesus was the life with God before God gave us life. And John says that the life that was in Jesus is our life and our light. Christ is the new beginning for the human race, the new Genesis. To see his light is to come into the glory of the unseen God who alone can make us live forever. Life is a light in the darkness where there would only be a darkness were it not for the light. You see, friends, God created all that is. But unless there is sentience, unless conscious beings illumine the darkness of time and space, God is alone and the universe is dark. Christ said, let there be light and life. Our dark world offers us its own kind of light all the time. You can see the lights of materialism. You can see the lights of would-be philosopher kings who would have you believe that you can find the light within you. Friends, in the Bible, the light is not inside us. The light comes to us. The light is not something we originate. The light is someone who comes to save us, the light of the world, the preexistent Jesus Christ. Christ is not a light in the darkness of this world. Friends, Jesus is the light of the world, of my life and yours. John 1, 9, the true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. Think about that. The primordial light of creation was coming into the world to be a human baby, was taking away from the realms of glory, was encapsulating all that glory, stuffing it into human DNA and shrouding it in a human form so the light could come among us. The light was entering the world, he says in verse 9. Desire of Ages, page 23. The great purpose had been foreshadowed forth in types and symbols. The burning bush in which Christ appeared to Moses revealed God. 
The symbol chosen for the representation of the deity was a lowly shrub that seemingly had no attractions. This enshrined the infinite. The all-merciful God shrouded His glory in a most humble type that Moses could look upon it and live. So in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, God communicated with Israel, revealing to men His will and imparting to them His grace. God's glory was subdued and His majesty veiled that the weak vision of finite men might behold it. So Christ was to come in the body of our humiliation, in the likeness of men. In the eyes of the world He possessed no beauty that they should desire Him. Yet He was the incarnate God, the light of heaven and earth. His glory was veiled, His greatness and majesty were hidden that He might draw near to sorrowful, tempted men." Jesus was the light that was coming into the world. Before Christ was a baby in Bethlehem's manger, Jesus' friend was the Shekinah glory that is God's light that was in the tabernacle of the most holy place that resided over the cherubim between them in the Ark of the Covenant, the holy kavod Shekinah presence of God. That's what Christ was in the Old Testament. The word Shekinah, we sometimes use that. It comes from the Hebrew word for dwelling in a tent. The glory that dwells with us. The glory that tabernacles with us. The Shekinah glory. The book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus was the outshining of God's glory. The perfect impression of his divine character, the Greek indicates, that settled the score at the cross with God's justice and Satan's evil claims to make a full atonement for our sins, Hebrews 1 affirms. In the darkness that only God can see, Christ and the Father got it done for us on the cross of Calvary. Light by its very nature is a disinfectant. Have you noticed that? I mean, I noticed that sometimes when I just let a light get into the bathroom, that one spot of mold I'm trying to rub off just goes away because the light kills the mold. Light is a disinfectant. Black mold dies when it's exposed to rigorous light. Jesus told Philip, when Philip wanted to see the Father, that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. In 1 John 1.5, John tells us that God himself is light, and in him is no darkness at all, agreeing with John chapter 1. John also instructs us in John 4.16 that God is love. And in verse 18, that God's love casts out all fear. John tells us in 1 John 4.16 that when God's love abides in us, God abides with and in us. God dwells with us. Friend, the Shekinah glory that is God's love that tents among us, that tabernacles among us, finds a home with us when we bring Jesus into our lives. When we accept the gift, the Shekinah gift that came at Christmas. Christ was and is the light of the glory of God that we could never see and never know unless we come to see God in Jesus as we come to know God in Jesus. Friend, Jesus was in the pillar of fire and cloud that led Israel out of Egypt and slavery. Jesus was the light in the night that showed the way through the Red Sea to dry land, the holy land of life, a future, the promised land. Jesus was the warmth in the cold night that kept his people alive as the glow of the pillar of fire and cloud shone upon God's people to warm them in a cold desert full of snakes 
and adversity. Friend, Jesus was the flaming torch in the night of Abram's fear in Genesis 15, who appeared with his father God as a smoking firepot as they passed together between the parts of the sacrifice, making the oath that they would save Abraham. They would save the world by sacrifice. No matter how you cut the covenant, no matter how you understand the promise of the covenant, Jesus came into this world to be the light of the Shekinah glory of God that is the life of God that we need to be saved. God with us, Emmanuel. Friend, when Christ bleeds on the cross, the light and the glory shines out of the wounds because inside of Christ is the Shekinah glory of God. Look at Habakkuk 3 verse 4. His brightness was like the light. Rays flashed from his hand and there he veiled his power. Desire of Ages, page 22, the earth was dark through misapprehension of God. That the gloomy shadows might be lightened. That the world might be brought back to God. Satan's deceptive power was to be broken. This could not be done by force. The exercise of force is contrary to the principles of God's government. He desires only the service of love. And love cannot be commanded. It cannot be won by force or authority. Only... By love is love awakened. To know God is to love him. His character must be manifested in contrast to the character of Satan. This work only one being in all the universe could do. Only he who knew the height and the depth of the love of God could make it known. Upon the world's dark night, the sun of righteousness must arise with healing in his wings. Friend, Jesus came into this world as the Shekinah gift. No other gift would do. No other gift was bright enough to show the way. For us to live, he must die. For us to see and know the light, he must be snuffed out and rejected by God and enter the darkness of death. For us to know God, God must give him up to show us that God loves us. And he and God together must atone for us in the darkness of the cross there, whereby we don't know what happened. It did. They got it done together for us. Friend, Jesus came that first Christmas to a world hardened and ready to refuse the light. Hardened by centuries of unbelief. Hardened by war and strife, by evil and sin. God didn't force the light on the world that first Christmas. Jesus came nonetheless. He came on time. We have been told that the universe looked to see Jehovah arise and sweep away the inhabitants of the earth. And Satan was determined at the time of the Roman Empire that when evil was so bad, if the earth should be so destroyed by God, he would spread his rebellion to the worlds afar. He was looking to take sin and evil and make it cosmic. And in that hour of universal crises, Christ came to this world to save us and the universe, to save us from our sins, to save the universe from sinning. God didn't force the light on the world. Jesus came, humbly wrapped. Jesus was born in a manger, a stranger, but not a stranger to God, a stranger to us. We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today, so please stay tuned. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend the live service in a streaming format at that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's 
reaching your heart. The Gospel of John, he's an alien. But in the other Gospels, he's more human. Christ came as the Logos, the pre-existent Word of God, to save the world in the form of a baby. He was born in a feeding trough where the animals feed on A. Jesus is the food we need to live forever. I don't know about you, I've tried to munch on hay before I used to bell it and carry it to the barns when I was a young boy in Appalachia. Hay is awful food, but that's what animals eat. Jesus was born in the manger to offer us better food than the awful food of this world. He is the bread of life and heaven's hay, so to speak. Christ was wrapped in swaddling clothes like the kind you bury someone in. The Greek word is the same for swaddling clothes in Luke and John 20, the ones that were wrapped around Jesus in his death. And so the cords of love were wrapped around him by his mother, the same cords that were wrapped on him when he was laid in the tomb. Christ was placed on a stone manger, like the stone slab in Joseph's tomb that would hold his body cold in death. Jesus held Joseph, the adopted father of Jesus, held Jesus when he was born and helped Mary bring him into the world. Joseph's tomb held Jesus when he died, when Joseph of Arimathea helped to carry Jesus' lifeless body to the tomb as he left the world. So two Josephs, so the bookends of his life, just like swaddling clothes in a stone manger, grave wrappings like swaddling clothes on a stone slab in the tomb, the bookends of his life. The Joseph of Genesis was sent to Egypt to preserve life for the world. Joseph said, God sent me here to preserve life. But the two Josephs in Jesus' life could not save Jesus from the cross because Jesus came to save the world on the cross. Christ was sent to preserve our lives, not his. Jesus was born to die to show the light of God's love and to atone for our sin. And so it is a paradox that Jesus died in the darkness of the cross with the weary cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Friend, to live a lonely life is a tragedy in and of itself. We've all had times in our life when we were lonely. We wish we could have been something other when we felt alone. God doesn't want anyone to be alone. The church was established so we would not be alone. We would have fellow brothers and sisters who love each other and love God who keep hate out of the church, who are about the service of selflessness and humility, who draw their life from giving, not receiving. And God is that way, and thus he established the church on godly principles. But to die alone in the night is the final sting of a loneliness that no one deserves in life, good or evil. God would have no one be alone. Jesus told his disciples that he was homeless, and they had nowhere left to lay his head. And so Jesus was the homeless God looking for a home and a hearth that first Christmas. Jesus made the journey from the womb to the tomb to show us the Shekinah glory of God that makes us live, that brings light to darkness, that dispels hatred and brings love, that gives us eternal life because Christ is the life. And when he was in the tomb, you remember, two angels bowed their heads, one at his feet, one at his head. In the Greek pros, it's the Greek preposition for at, in the direction towards. Facing the head, facing the feet, the two angels were bowed in the tomb. Why? Because in the darkness of death, Christ was the Ark of the Covenant. The Shekinah glory of God was there when he was placed in the tomb. The life giver was in the tomb. The Ark of the Covenant friend at Christmas became a baby in a body that would go to the tomb, 
But he was the Ark of the Covenant there in that cave stable in Bethlehem. The Ark that held the law, the manna, the Shekinah glory of God, the pre-existent Word of God, became a baby and a manger, the Shekinah gift. Friends, Jesus is the Ark of the Covenant in the Gospel of John. Jesus is the true temple in the Gospel of John. Jesus is God with us in the Gospel of John by metaphor and teaching. The baby in Bethlehem's manger was the light of the world who came to save us all. A gift is meant to be received with a grateful heart. When you give someone a gift, don't you want them to say thank you? Is that an unrealistic expectation? You give someone a gift and they say, oh, well, I deserved it. Wouldn't that be an awful way to receive a gift? Or if they come to you at Christmas and they say, well, I put all this together for you. And you say, oh, so what? No, that's not how you receive a gift, if it's really a gift. A gift is meant to be received with a grateful heart. When someone gives you a gift without strings attached, the gift means that this someone who gave the gift cares about you. They may even love you. So when you receive a gift, let's practice together. Let's say, thank you. Thank you. You can say it with depth, thank you, thank you. The Hebrew noun for love is taken from the Hebrew word to give. Most people don't know that. The Hebrew noun for love is taken from the verb to give. When God gave Jesus, friend, God gave God's love as a gift. When God gave the gift of Jesus, the gift of Jesus was God in the gift. It wasn't just a gift. It was God in the gift. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, we're told. The Shekinah gift that shows the light and the truth that God loves us. That God in this baby loves us. That God will save us. That God will bind His divine nature for all time with human nature to be Emmanuel, God with us. John 3, 16 and 17. I don't get tired of these verses. I don't get tired of them at all. You know, we could preach a sermon every week on John 3, 16. It would never get old. (laughs) Because it's the Magna Carta of the Christian faith. It tells you why sin started. Sin started because the devil accused God of not being a loving, giving God. How do we know that? Because this is the answer. For God so loved the world that he did what? What does the Bible say? That he gave his, not yours, not mine, not others. He gave his only begotten son. The Greek word here is monogone, his unique He's unique, one-of-a-kind son. He's not a created being like some people would have you believe. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He gave his unique monogamy, one-of-a-kind son, that whosoever believes in him. Now, the whosoever is broad. The whosoever is large. God doesn't have a narrow, stingy heart when he gave Jesus. He has a big heart that wants to save every single human person by the gift of Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. How many of you want to perish? Keep your hands down. How many of you want to live forever? In that group? I want to live forever. Should not perish, but, and here's the good side, but have everlasting life. You know, let that sink in. The gift brings everlasting life. And then Jesus continues in verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We need Jesus. That's the bottom line. We need Jesus. The gift of Jesus is the greatest gift of a greater love than ours. That is God's eternal life and love 
for us, with us, for all eternity. When a man or woman or child receives Jesus Christ, they receive the Shekinah glory gift that is God's love wrapped right for Christmas. And somehow God's love in Jesus received into the heart, a thankful, grateful heart. It saves us. That's how we get saved, by believing and receiving. It saves us from our sins. It saves us from us. It saves us from our propensities. It saves us from our mistakes, our failures, our family system mess. It saves us from all of it. Why? Because God wants us to live with him so he can love us forever and ever and ever. And in Jesus, we are forgiven. We are loved. We are accepted as if we had never sinned by faith. A gift doesn't do you any good, friend, if you don't receive the gift with a grateful heart. That's what faith is, receiving the gift with a grateful heart. That first Christmas, Jesus came into this world that was full of darkness Bent on evil by the power of the bent one who had deceived the whole world so the world would not be ready to receive the light of the world. It was the traumatic climax of the history of the old era. There had to be a break. Something new had to come in or this planet would not have continued. John 1, 9, the true light that enlightens every man was coming to the world. He was in the world in the ancient past. And the world was made through him. He was there in Genesis 1. He was the light of the world. That through him all things were made, we learn in John 1. It says the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. None of the great world religions had a clue who he was. You know, don't tell me and don't tell others that all religions lead to God. They do not. They do not. Jesus leads us to God because Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, there are good people in all world religions. And Jesus says many of them are his sheep. John 10, 16, I have other sheep and other folds. Well, that will conclude the first portion of a message Pastor Michael Oxentenko entitles The Shekinah Gift. We'll bring you the conclusion to this broadcast the next time we get together. We so appreciate your listening each and every week here on this station. Thanks for being here. We would really love for you to be a part of our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock. That address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org slash video. reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.